Welcome to the Shooting Jays podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Snee, along with my co-host, Jim Dickey. How's it going, Jim? Uh, Everything's fine down here in Maryland. (laughs) (laughs) We actually have some basketball to talk about, the real games that count. Oh, yes. Uh, I was looking forward to this so long, and now, now it seems like this little layoff of, you know, three days seemed like forever. Let's get back to start playing again. Exactly. Uh, let's talk a little bit about their first game against Philadelphia. Uh, kind of disappointing loss. Um, what are some good things you think we took away from that game? Um, the good things we took away from that game. Uh, as bad as we shot the ball, we still had a chance to win that. I think that whole game was uh, kind of messy, a lot of fouls, kind of an ugly game. It looked like the first game of the season. Actually, it looked more like preseason, but uh, I like everything after that game, put it that way. Yep, I think um, that game we played pretty good defense. Uh, It was a one-point game at the half. Um, I think a turning point in that game was Jalen Brown getting his fifth foul early in the third quarter. Um, after that, it seemed like Ben Simmons went off. Yeah. Uh, Jalen was never able to get on a roll. He seemed they, they were getting these little ticky-tack fouls on him, and uh, he didn't you know, put his imprint on that game. Uh, it was good to see Gordon come out that way. Uh, Gordon had a, a really solid first game and uh, gave us the hope that we're going to see the old Gordon back. Uh, yeah, he, he scored a game-high 25 points in that game. And you're right, it was very – that's one of the things I would take away from that game is I was encouraged by Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon had a good game. Tatum's shot selection was – you know, he – he scored some points, but he had to throw up a lot of a lot of shots to get those points. And Kemba had a an awful game shooting. It seemed like he had a real hard time getting anything to go in, at least the first half. What I was impressed with uh, Jason Tatum, though, was his ten rebounds. Uh, he seems like he's really going after getting the rebound. The whole team rebounded really well in that game. Um, I feel they. I mean, you can only shut down Joel Embiid so much, but I think Cantor did a really good job on him, and I would take Embiid's stats with Cantor covering him any day. You know, if Kemba gets going, we easily could have won that game. That game was in our hands, and like you said, fouls, turnovers, it just changed the momentum of the game. Oh, yeah, we we can definitely uh... – play them better than we did. We did a lot to, to beat ourselves. Our, our defense looked, looked pretty solid. And it was, yeah, like I said, it was good to see Gordon uh, score some baskets and drive the hoop. I mean, he was driving over and over again, which is something we did not see last year. Yeah, I think I saw something. He drove more than twice as much as he did last year. And his efficiency around the hoop is really good. So we need him to either drive or make the right read. Yes. And that, and that's, that's what he brings is 
not just his own shot, but being able to create for others because they're going to collapse on him when he's driving and, and he's got the ability to, to dump it off. I saw a couple alley-oop attempts and uh, a, a nice feed of uh, Brown when Brown was still in, but uh, he had a pretty pretty good overall game. But uh, we got we got to stop the the one-on-one thing with with Mr. Tatum. <laughs> uh, I was screaming at the TV for him to pass the ball because you know they were looking for him to shoot and he wasn't disappointing. He was shooting, but. Uh, and that something I noticed about Tatum, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this, but he'll get the ball and he is in a position to shoot a three and he's so hesitant. Uh, he feels he has to dribble before every shot, I think. You yeah, know, he, he does well, that the, game was- uh, three dribbles and then a shot. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I'd like to see him drive more too, get to the basket, get the foul. I'd like the whole team to drive more. He's chucking up threes is going to be the death of us. Well, he, I think he's putting a lot of pressure on himself because I don't, he doesn't have to carry that kind of load. There's a lot of scorers on the team, but I, I think he starts to read some of that, those press reports and, you know, he's 21, 22 years old. I, I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself because man, he's got the skills, but he just feels that I'm taken to the basket no matter how many people collapse on me. <laughs> yeah, I think his uh, court vision um, and his court awareness he needs to work on. Uh, that, I think, will come with playing the games, you know. They're still all learning to play with each other as well. Right. There has been some changes, so... Uh... They'll get used to each other, and uh, the other two games this week or this past week showed that uh, yeah, they can come together. And when they're having fun moving that ball, it's a different team. Oh yeah, that Toronto <clears throat> game was great. That late comeback in the fourth, um, that was a good win against the defending champs. They're not as good without Kawhi, obviously, um, but they're still a good team. Yeah, they looked really solid. Uh, I, I expected more of a, a fall off from last year, but they they played a really solid game. But uh, thankfully, our our kids uh, didn't quit. I mean, they they came back and, and persevered in the fourth. Uh, they they had a lot of a lot of good things to take away from that that second game. Yeah, Jason and Jalen both actually had the exact same stat line of 25 points, nine rebounds, and four assists. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the story with their rebounds. I I think Brad's system and without, you know, a dominant big in there, it's everyone's got to crash the board and and do what they can. And nine rebounds is, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. Right, and Cantor was out this game, so they needed – somebody to take over those rebounds. But actually, all season I've been seeing, even the preseason, I've been seeing Jason and Jalen a lot more in the rebounding. So that's a good sign. Yeah, that was a, that was a good, solid win against a, a quality team. That, that was uh, nice to see. And uh, a lot of smiles, <laughs> a lot of smiles all around in that game. Yeah. Uh, 
to include some of the kids, I guess, got in the game a little bit. Yeah, the thing is with, with Toronto, they have mainly three players. If you can shut probably one of those players down, you have a good chance at winning. Um, Siakam is a great player. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Now that Kawhi is gone, give him more opportunity. Uh, between him, Kyle Lowry, and Van Fleet, those are the three main guys. We pretty much shut down Van Fleet all game, which I believe is the reason they ended up winning the game. Yes. Siakam uh, in the playoffs last year just really impressed me because uh, he, he was he was doing everything for him last year. And I was like, Who, who's this guy again? See, uh, you know, I couldn't pronounce his name. <laughs> and I didn't know who he was. But, man, he's long, he's athletic, and he was doing he was doing everything for him. Him and, you know, everyone talked Kawhi, 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 but Siakam had a great playoff last year. Yeah, and um, in this Toronto game, too, um, we saw what Grant Williams is possibly capable of. Um, I've been really impressed with him so far. I know I have said in the past that he was going to be the steal of the draft, um, but he looks good so far. I mean, he only scored four points, but he had seven rebounds and four assists as well. Yeah, I, I'm never going to look for him for the points, but all that other stuff, man, he is top-notch. Uh, you know, the, the announcers talk about him and uh, people that know the game talk about him. He's, you know, he, he's just so much more mature than you would expect of a, a rookie in this league. He's way undersized, but not afraid to get in there and mix it up. He also does a lot of the small stuff, too. You know, you don't see on the stat sheet. Um, little Marcus Smart in him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's really not, he's I think not that, was that much the... bigger than Marcus. <laughs> no. I think that was more the theme of this draft, though, is, you know, dogs fight that fight like dogs, like Marcus Smart, you know? Yeah, Danny's always been attracted to the the guys that get get into it like that. And, uh, yeah, he's a good example of a, a smart-type quality. Actually, I see a lot of that in uh, Carson Edwards, too. People think he's just a, just a shooter, but uh, he, he can get after it on defense, too. He's, he's been a little bit lost when the regular season started, I think, but I think he's going to be a good one long term. Yeah, Robert Williams also. We haven't touched base on him, but um, he's been impressive in the minutes he's seen. Um, I see definitely see the growth from last year. You know, he's got so much ability and in one minute he looks great and the, the next minute, you know, he's like, well, why is he up there? You know, why is he, <laughs> why isn't he boxing someone out? But, you know, I, I think he has lapses once in a while and he gets caught behind the play. Luckily, he's a freak athlete, and he can recover from a lot of it. A lot of it, but a lot of it is just basic positioning. Uh, I, I hope that comes along a little bit. He, he needs to watch the watch the rookie there in his positioning and and learn a few things. 
Yeah, um, even Vincent Poirier, um, I was impressed by his defensive position, actually, thinking Robert Williams could learn some from him. Yeah, I thought we'd see uh, more of Vincent. Uh, I, I don't know why we hadn't seen him, especially that game where we went we went in with a couple people down uh, when Tyson uh, Enos were both out, but we didn't see that much of him. Who knows what Brad thinks, but <laughs> but I, I was really impressed with his defensive position, and actually he's faster than I thought. Uh, yeah, he covers some ground, and, and the motor never stops on him, but we just haven't seen that many minutes out of him yet. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see uh, him transition. We'll yeah, I'd like to see him transition to um, a Baines kind of type of player. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has the quite the girth of Baines, but yeah, he's a he's a big guy. All right. Well, then we uh, had a back to back game, and we went into New York and played the Knicks. Um, I guess we let them hope they had hope through the first half because the first half was close, and the second half came out and we just throttled them after that. Yeah, that that first half, I. I... Not sure what was going on there. Uh, we, we let them hang around a lot longer than they should have. But it's uh, not that we weren't playing good ball, though. It was a pretty well played game. In the, the fourth, we just yeah, that, that's the ball we want to be playing. <laughs> yeah, and that second half, Kemba Walker came out. He ended up scoring a team high thirty-two, and that was the Kemba everyone's expected to see this year. Yes, yes. That was the that was the the real coming out party for Kemba. Uh that that first game up up in Philly was was not the the Kemba I expected. I, he looked a little nervous about the big stage, I think, but uh yeah, there's no doubt about it now. He's like that that's the Kemba. That's the one we want. Yeah, I think he was nervous his first game as a Celtic, and then I think he was nervous his first home game as a Celtic. Uh, once the Nick game got rolling, he got rolling. So I expect him, can, him to continue that, be the normal Kemba. Yeah, that, that's what I chalked it up to is uh, game one jitters. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we see more of that uh, the Kemba we saw against New York. Yeah, and um, Jalen Brown, he stuffed the stat sheet. He scored 19 points, had four rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block. Uh, Jalen's looked the most comfortable out of all of them out there, I think, uh, outside of the you know the, the unfortunate foul calls in that Philly game. The other two games, Jalen looks right at home, he, you know, he, he just looks comfortable. He's always in the flow. He's letting the, the ball come to him. He's not trying to do too much. But, uh, you know, driving the hoop or, or taking the open shot, I, I really like what Jalen's doing this year. And I like that he's showing off a left hand. I I've, I've never saw a left hand last year, and I saw it in the preseason this year and saw a couple left-handed shots uh, in these few games that we've had. Yeah, he's definitely worked on his handle over the summer. Um, 
it's he's looked good. I mean, over overall, I think he's been the best player for them so far. I think the first game with the fouls, some of it was the refs calling BS fouls, but I think he might have also been a little too aggressive trying to show fans in particular that he's here and he's all in with the Celtics. Yeah, I think there was a lot of a lot of hype with the Philly game and you know, the the physical talk and such a big team that yeah, he got a little little too aggressive and and they were calling things pretty tight which was shown by what they call 60 something fouls overall or something like that or some crazy number of fouls called in that game. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it was hard to to really get into it because there was there wasn't much flow to that game at all with that whistle going so often. But the, but the other two games is showed us the Celtics I expect to see more of, and I'm looking forward to tomorrow night and playing a a real quality team. Yeah, what do you think are the keys to stopping Milwaukee? Uh, well, the Greek freak is always the key to Milwaukee, uh, and you're never going to stop him, but make it difficult and get the ball out of his hands. You know, uh, in the past, Ojolay was, was pretty good at that. And I expect Brad's going to try that again, but I also expect a lot of, uh, our kid to get a, a shot at him. Uh, Grant. Grant looked really good as far as knowing where to be, and I expect to see a lot of him tomorrow night. I mean, he's just almost pure heart. I mean, the offensive rebounds he had that one game, I mean, it's great to see because for quite a few years now, rebounding has been a huge issue with us. Uh, It has Actually, we've had a rebounding issue probably since – KG left, I think. Uh, definitely always under Brad, we've always had a... Uh, Sully was a was a decent rebounder, but... Uh, I mean, for his size. But since then, we haven't really had anyone who really rebounds that well. Tice does okay. Uh, but it looks like... Uh, yeah, we have Cantor now, so Cantor's known to at least hit the offensive board. So maybe maybe they'll take it up a notch or two, but it's with Brad with that spread offense, it, it's everyone's job to crash the boards. So uh, look for those wings to do their part. Yeah, the Greek freak. Um, speaking on the Milwaukee game, he's he's gonna like you said, he's gonna get his points. I think. The key probably in that game is stopping Chris Middleton, having them make a third guy beat you. I don't see their roster having that good third guy, not at least on paper. Uh, I haven't seen any of their games this year. No, I haven't seen them yet this year, but as far as I know, there's third guy uh, left. <laughs> yeah, Malcolm so Brogdon. Yeah, so when... Brogdon left. I think I think he leaves a little bit of a hole there as far as you know who that other guy is. Middleton has always done a number on the Celtics, and uh, you know he's definitely their 
number two guy, but after that, I like our chances. Yeah, they have the Lopez brothers, don't they? They do. So rebounding will be um, a key in this game as well. Oh yeah, they got, they got some long guys, and uh, as already has been pointed out, we're we're a little lacking in the uh, our physical guys because Cantor is going to be out again, I, and I don't know about Tice. You haven't seen anything about Tice. They did rule Cantor out already. Right. And, and I think Tice is still a question mark as far as, because I don't even know if he practiced. No, if Tice is available, do you think he starts over Robert Williams or do you think Robert Williams starts? Oh, I never know what Brad's going to do. Uh, <laughs> I, w I think he, he uh, starts Tice. Just because okay. of uh, the familiarity with the system, not not any other reason, and I, I would imagine they're gonna do that hockey sub just like they have been doing, and I expect the the little lineup in there too with uh, Grant in there, or we even having Smart come in almost as the five. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did. They did do that lineup of uh, Kemba Brown, Hayward, Tatum, and Smart. So I don't know who was playing the five, but one of them was. Yeah. Well, when they bring those lineups in, they switch so often that it, it's it's hard to tell who's playing the five, and it's a number only because they're they're switching everything. Uh, but. Yeah, he's been known to do that, and you don't necessarily have to be that tall, that long. But when you when you got guys that get as physical as like Smart does, uh, he's not afraid to use those guys down low. No, Marcus has been really impressive too. This, I mean, he's doing Marcus Smart things, you know. But I think he's. The whole team seems to rally around each other and want to be like Smart. I've never seen so many players taking charges and doing the little things that Smart does. Oh, yeah, that was one thing that surprised me. Uh, that first game, Kemba wasn't scoring, but, man, he took like two or three charges, and he was dog on defense. And I was like, I never knew if Kemba Walker playing defense before. I thought he was just an <laughs> yeah. offense. But he he bought right into the Brad's uh, style of play, where it starts on the defensive end, and uh, I I really like that. He his the ball wasn't going in the hoop for him, but he was he was a dog on defense. And we can't not talk about Taco Fall getting his first NBA appearance. Uh, yeah, he. Give him his, uh, I want to say his 15 minutes of fame, but God, please don't play him that long. Uh, <laughs> no, it's actually, they played him four minutes, so. Yeah, four minutes. Uh, but hey, four points, you know, three rebounds. It's nice. It's good for morale, but yeah, he's he belongs in Maine. <laughs> he is in Maine. Him and uh, Tremont Waters are in Maine. They started their training camp. 
Oh, okay. So he won't he won't be on the bench for him uh, tomorrow. Or? Nope. Him and Tremont Waters were assigned uh, to Maine. Oh, okay. I'm hoping to see some more of Javante Green. Honestly. Yeah, I saw he got into the lineup. I don't know how much he played. I did see four him. minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, some go out on the court. But uh, at that point, it was pretty much decided. Yeah, I'd like to see him almost get semis minutes. I, I, I don't, I don't care for him. I really don't. Um, he's good at defense, but he doesn't do anything else at all. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm a hater. Well, he was. He was advertised as a three and D guy, but uh, the the three has been next to non-existent since he got here. But I think they might have just kept him as a filler for a possible trade. Uh, that was my guess. And again, that's and my now- own opinion. I don't have any inside knowledge to that, but I just well, I think he's around been- and. I think they want to keep him around until they evaluate the uh, the rookies, and then we'll see. Speaking of rookies, did you see the prank that Marcus Smart pulled on Romeo Langford? I did not. <laughs> yeah, he um, had him go into a Chipotle's to pick up an order, and it was forty five hundred dollars. And he's like. He's like, I haven't even gotten my first check yet. <laughs> and then Marcus Smart came out. It's funny. You got to watch. There's a video. You got to watch it. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I, I noticed uh, Romeo's going to be available for tomorrow. Is he? That, that's great. I really want to see this kid. I don't know how many minutes he'll get. Um, probably yeah, see him more in the lost. next game. He's, he's getting lost behind uh, the guy who's drafted after him because they you know, they've had their little, you know, their chance to shine in the preseason, but Romeo's been non-existent just about, which is too bad for him. Yeah, I don't see him getting many minutes tomorrow. I mean, unless it's a blowout game, either way. But maybe Friday. Uh, Friday, we again play the Knicks, but at home. Yeah, we had the Knicks, and then I think it's followed by Cleveland. So maybe he'll see some... Uh, some minutes at the other two games. Yeah, I don't expect them to get much time against Milwaukee because I don't think we're going to – I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. No, it should be a good game tomorrow. Milwaukee's always kind of – they're almost turning into a little rival. Not a big rival, but we've had some good playoff series with them. Yes, and I think that's what's going to be developing here. Philly, Milwaukee, Boston. Yeah, what happened to Indy? Like we were thinking they'd be number four. Ah, We're just starting. We're just starting. I I still think Indiana will be uh, right up there come the end of the season. But, you know, we're just just getting this thing started. Yeah, they get Oladipo back in two months, I believe. So they'll make a push for sure. 
I think he's, I can't wait to see him sad about his injury, but he was becoming one of my favorite players to watch play. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he's one of those guys that plays both ends, which is refreshing. He's not just about, you know, points. All right, so uh, final questions for you. Who do you think has been most impressive so far this first week, and who have you been the most disappointed in? Most impressive? I, I think our best player this first week was probably Jalen. But most impressive to me, or the one I'm happiest to see, is is Gord because he looks more like he looks more like what we had hoped he was last year. You know, as far as uh, disappointing, disappointing. Man, it's awful early to give that label to somebody. Uh, right. Through the preseason and up till now, I would say it was the guy we already talked about, Demi. Demi's been disappointing. Yep, um, I agree with you on the Jalen Brown being the uh, most consistent surprise, right? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, well, he hasn't shown a, you know, we always knew he was good, so it, it's not that surprising that he's good. But to come out of the gate and, you know, all the talk about, oh, the contract, he's got to live up to it, uh, I think that's uh, way overblown. He's playing his game, and he's playing it really well. And if they're talking, you know, what, he gets a bonus if he makes an all-star team, right? Isn't that part of his yes, contract? Yes, I- yeah, he gets a bonus if he makes the All-Star game. He gets a bonus if he makes an All-NBA team. Yeah. He gets a bonus if he wins MVP. Okay, well, I'm not going to reach for the MVP, but uh, <laughs> some of that other stuff is, is pretty achievable, I think, for uh, Mr. Brown. But, you know, it's hard It's hard to get noticed when there's so many people playing that, you know, that same position, basically. You know, you got three guys that, could be all stars. Actually, yeah, with Kemba, you got four guys on the team that could be all stars. So uh, it, it's hard to get noticed. You know, like in Siakam, we were talking about. It's like, well, you notice him when you when you're playing on that team because he's it. He's their yeah. main guy now. We could have a different yeah, we- high score every night. Right, and that benefits us. You know, I mean. This Siakam, he goes cold. You're just kind of screwed in those games. We have somebody, you know, almost like what the Patriots say, do your job. You right. know what I mean? They just, next guy. Yeah, there's there's always another guy who can who can lift you. And uh, that's what's nice about having uh, the diversity we have. Yeah, well, the key for us is going to be the bench. Um, our starters are going to do well. You know, we're going to be in – should be in almost every game, but that the players coming off the bench, they need to produce as well. Now, question for you. If they don't produce, if the bench has trouble scoring, would you think about moving like a Gordon Hayward to the bench so we have some scoring coming off the bench? 
Well, the the rotation that uh, Brad's played, he played a little bit in the preseason and he's played in these games, is Gordon starts, but he's the first, well, I think he goes out faster so he can come back with the second team. Um, and he, he kind of did a little bit of that last year, too, in order to give them another facilitator on the, in the second squad. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he kept doing that as far as moving one of those, you know, three producers. And probably Gordon was would be the one that makes sense because he, you know, he facilitates more. He passes more than the other two. Uh, moving him to the... I don't want to say to the second squad because he's he's still a starter, but yet, you know, he does four or five minutes, then comes out and then returns with the the second unit. Yeah, and you're right. And I mean, (laughs) starting, it it really doesn't matter. Like you said, what Brad's changes in and out, in and out. I think he seems to be wanting to keep one of Jalen or Jason on the floor at all times, switching them out separately. I've noticed that a little bit, Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, there are people like Marcus Smart. He's usually in there to end the game. He doesn't start. Right. And uh, that's, that's what I anticipate. We we keep seeing this year. I mean, we saw that last year and I I would imagine that's, that's the way he's going to keep doing things. You want Marcus on the floor when you finish. You don't really care if he's there when you start. He's a nice guy to yank off the bench to do uh, to get things going when it's a little stagnant. Yeah, and closing games. I mean, you play the hot hand, you know, for that game. So, yeah, so we got um, two games. We got Milwaukee tomorrow, and then Friday we got have the Knicks before we'll, we'll uh, record again. So I'm hoping that we go 2-0. and Well, yeah, that's what we always look for. <laughs> I think the, the big one's tomorrow, yeah. One game at a time. Absolutely. All right, well, um, we're going to end this episode for today. And we will see you in a couple days. Thank you for listening to the Shooting Jays podcast. Have a great day.